Hey guys, so check out this quote really quick. This is a quote from St. Afret. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, directed towards priests. So here it is. And to you also, disciples of our illustrious physician, it is fitting that you should not withhold healing from him who needs healing. Whoever shows his wound to you, give him the medicine of penance. And whoever is ashamed to show his disease, you shall exhort him not to conceal it from you. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the richness that accompanies viewing the sacrament of reconciliation as a sacrament of healing has been touching my heart so deeply lately, and that is what we're going to dig into today. But first, Nick, I need you to run my intro. Hey, it's Rochelle, and you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a production of Catholic Answers. Welcome to the place to transform the world by transforming yourself. If you remember the last few episodes I did at the end of the year, you'll remember that sin was really on my mind, as was reconciliation, as it's the remedy for sin. But let me interject just a little bit here. So you might be thinking, girl, what have you been doing to have you so hung up on sin and reconciliation? Do you have a guilty conscience? No, that's not it at all. I think I'm just in this period where the Lord has been showing me how much He loves me and all of us. Um, And recently, He's been helping me to realize the tremendous grace that we've been given. And most importantly, um, to me anyways, is how badly the Lord wants to keep us close to Him in friendship. So much so that He made it impossible for us to stay estranged from Him. And that's why He's given us the sacrament. Now, my husband and I have been noticing the topic come up in conversation between ourselves, with other people. Um, We've been hearing it more in homilies and things like that. So I've just been doing some follow-up research on conversations that I've had, you know, because that's what typical neurotic people do after casual conversation. Um, And I realized that the sacrament of healing, right, the sacrament of reconciliation is one of two sacraments of healing in our faith. Um, this sacrament goes by six different quasi-official names. So they're penance, sacrament of reconciliation, sacrament of conversion, confession, sacrament of forgiveness, and second penance, right? Okay, so I'm, this is what I'm thinking. Looking into all of these names or titles for this sacrament has given me an even deeper appreciation for this sacrament, and it has reminded me once again how spoiled I am as a Catholic, um, because I don't, I, I don't think I give this sacrament as much attention or love or appreciation. I think that's probably better. I don't give it as much appreciation as I should. So before we get into those six different terms for this same sacrament, you guys know that I want all of us to transform the world for Christ. And I'm trying this new thing to get the word out about clumsy theosis. And I'm hoping that you guys can help me with that. So all you have to do is take a screen grab or a screenshot of your phone screen while you're listening to this episode and then post it on your social media, recommending people to listen to it and subscribe to it. Um, Now, when you do this, don't forget to tag me in the post at Clumsy Theosis, and you can share this on all your social media and you can tag me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Clumsy Theosis. And this way, more people will know about us and 
we will, you know, get this movement um, growing even faster than it is. Okay. All right. So back to business. Let's look at these titles because together I think they paint a fuller picture of the abundance of awesomeness. And I truly mean awesome, um, like awe-inspiringness of the Lord because he has provided us this tremendous sacrament. All right, so penance. This term is probably the earliest used of all the sacraments. And the Latin word for this, when you translate it to English, is penitence. And penitence refers to a repentance or a remorse for our wrongdoing. Now, penance, strictly speaking, is the punishment that we undertake in order to make amends for our sins. Now, you might feel a little... um, tense by those words. You might not feel super comfortable with it, but just think about this. We do this type of thing in our relationships with our friends and with our family. Like when we mess up, we always try to do what we can in order to make up for a failing um, that we had done by countering that by doing a good, right? We just want to make amends. And of course, that's what we do in this sacrament. The penance is referring to the amends that we're making for our sins. Now, the second term, sacrament of reconciliation. This is probably my favorite, but that's just me. Um, Well, I take that back. Let me go through them and then we'll talk about that. So uh, reconciliation is to like reconcile, like think like accounting and think books, you know, accounting books and all that stuff. It means to bring two things back into agreement. So like if you're doing accounting work, you want both of your um, your your ledgers to balance out, right? So when we sin, it's God's love that reaches out to us and brings us back into harmony with Him and not the other way around. A cool thing happens here, and I think we forget this, that when we go to the sacrament of reconciliation, we are also reconciled to the church, and that means we're reconciled to each other. Okay, I think that's pretty awesome. All right, now, sacrament of conversion. The Greek for conversion is metanoia, which is a turning over of the spirit in order for it to turn towards God. Now, we're required to seriously reflect on our actions, on the disposition of our hearts, and then make the decision to turn towards the Lord, right? So think parable of the prodigal son, right? He was off living a blatantly sinful life and thought, um, this isn't worth it. I'm turning around and I'm going to return to my father, right? So this attitude is what is meant by Jesus when he begins his ministry by teaching and preaching, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. This is what he wants us to do. He wants us to fully reflect on the disposition of our heart, our actions, and really make a conscious decision to then turn ourselves towards the Lord. Now, confession. This is probably the most common term used, at least today, for this sacrament. And its name refers to the most obvious activity that we're doing, right? Us confessing or revealing our thoughts, our deeds, um, things that we've omitted, um, these are things that wound or sever our relationship with God. Like us confessing them, you know, we're, we're revealing them to the priest in the confessional. I mean, that's why we call it confession. But it's deeper than that. There's an interesting fact here. The term confession in the early church didn't have anything to do with the sacrament, but was more along the lines of our profession of faith. I mean, you, you may have heard of like the confessions of Justin Martyr, right? If you've ever read this, you 
will remember that he's not rattling off his sins here. No, he's confessing what Christians believed. Now, the catechism recognizes that our participation in the sacrament of confession is in a profound way our acknowledgement and our praise of the holiness of God and his mercy towards us. What? I mean, that is just beautiful. So, I mean, it might seem like super mundane to call it confession, you know, in that we're just talking about an activity that we do, but it's deeper than that. It's much more profound. We are confessing our belief in the Lord's power, in his majesty, in his mercy, right? So we are, we're praising him and acknowledging his holiness. That's awesome. All right. Now, sacrament of forgiveness. The sacrament gets this name because of the obvious fact that when we confess with a contrite heart, God forgives us, right? Meaning he removes the penalty that we owe. Plus, he also gives us a grace of interior peace as well as arming us um, with grace so that we don't commit that sin further. But when we look at the sacrament this way, it makes sense that in the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I mean, filled with that grace of being forgiven by God, it is only natural or maybe, should I say, supernatural for us to desire to forgive others. And second penance. I've never heard this before. So, I find this fascinating, and it's actually pretty humbling for me. So early Christians thought of baptism as their first penance, since this was their first turning away from sin and turning towards God. Now, when we look at this in context, these weren't little babies in frilly white gowns getting baptized. Typically, in the very beginning of the church, whole families and adults, a lot of adults, um, were being baptized. And so they spent a good amount of time in formation before being baptized into God's family. So in their cases, they were being cleansed of original sin, right? As well as all of the sins that they had committed up until that time. I've talked to some and and they have this disposition where they realize like how it felt before baptism and how it felt after, right? So they really safeguard this sacredness of their new temple, right? But in the event that um, early Christians, if they failed, they would turn away from sin again, but this time it was through second penance, which was usually like a long-term hardcore penance given to them by the bishop. I mean, dude, talk about intense. Now, regardless of what we call it, this sacrament is never meant to be penal, but is always supposed to be medical. Now, let me say that again. This sacrament is never meant to be penal, but always meant to be medical. And that's why the church has always categorized this sacrament of healing, along with the sacrament of anointing of the sick, as the two sacraments of healing in our faith. Jesus is the divine physician, so just let him do his handiwork in our hearts, in our souls, in our lives. I mean, there is no shame to be had here, only only ever healing. And I mean, if you're embarrassed, you know, about talking to a priest or, or saying your sins out loud, I mean, go behind the curtain. I mean, it's just like, like ripping that Band-Aid off like super fast. Like, just get it done and you'll be so much happier, so much more peaceful, and your soul will actually be in a state of grace, which is what we want, um, if you just get it done, right? Like, don't be afraid. 
I've really been focusing on this mantra, fear is a liar. And it is, especially in this instance. It's like the enemy trying to get in there and to instill fear in your heart so that you don't go into that confessional and come out like out this radiating soul, right? That He doesn't want that. So he's just trying to make you fearful. Don't be afraid. So back on track. Uh, we as Catholics, I think we're so spoiled by this sacrament. I mean, I think I am. Um, and so for 2019, I have made a spiritual resolution, and it's to go to confession every two weeks. Now, it's recommended that we go at least once a month. But the problem that I have with that is that um, when I prepare for the sacrament, I have a hard time recalling all of my sins. And it takes me a really, really time. A really, really long time to like jog my memory about what happened at the beginning of that month. And I don't know if that's just me, but I doubt it because, I mean, sin dulls our sensitivity to sin, right? So once we sin once, then our sensitivity to sinning again is dulled, right? So the weeks after I go to confession, like especially that first week, I notice even like the smallest sins that I commit in my thoughts and in my deeds. But by week two, I'm not noticing as much. And then week three and week four, forget about it. Like, I'm, it's just kind of a little muddled. Like, and that's even true when it comes to doing my daily examination of conscience. I've noticed that like when it gets closer to me needing to go to confession, like my daily exam of conscience, it's just kind of like quick and hurried. And I'm just like, oh, you know, a little more um, lax about it. And that's because I've been dulled by like all these small little sins that I had been committing up until that time. So I have recommended you guys doing examinations of conscience recently, and I've had some questions. And so I have a link for you guys. So the United States bishops have created a few different versions of the examination of conscience, and you can do this um, as your daily examination um, if you want to as well. But I mean, I recommend doing at least one of them before your participation in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And you can get all of these versions um, through this link that I'm going to provide you. So you can get this link on my Instagram account. So if you are not already part of our Instagram community, now's the time to do that. My account is at Clumsy Theosis. So after you tap follow, uh, tap the link on the top of the page and you will see examination of conscience as one of the options. Click that. That'll take you right to the to the website that you need with all the options. So try using one of these during your next reconciliation. I totally encourage you to go to reconciliation this weekend. I mean, why not? Especially if it's been longer than a month since the last time you visited the confessional. Just saying. And I mean, after hearing all of the descriptions that the church has used for this awesome gift, like how could you not want to go to confession? Just saying. All right. So I do this podcast to help you grow and to be transformed and for myself to be transformed to Christ as well. So reach out to me. I love to hear from you. Tell me what you think about this episode. Um, and you can do this via Instagram at Clumsy Theosis, or you can email me if you must. It does take me longer to respond via email, um, but it's Clumsy Theosis at Catholic.com. Also, please leave reviews and ratings for this podcast on whatever app that you use. Um, it's really helpful to get the word out, um, and it's helpful for the people here at Catholic Answers to see that you like this show and you want it to continue. All right, so. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe and get the word out on social, right? And if you want, you can even share the social posts that I put out. I mean, you really don't have to do anything except click share. Now that all of that is out of my system, I just want to give a little special shout out to Nono from Nigeria. Um, studying here in the U.S., I got the sweetest Christmas slash New Year's card from her. So thank you. I'm so glad that you love the show and good luck on your future podcast. All right, everyone, until next week, keep those souls nice and shiny. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in this week to Clumsy Theosis. Each week, we explore a topic within the Catholic faith to aid listeners like yourself, as well as yours truly, in the advancement and deepening of the spiritual life and the personal ownership of our relationship with the big guy upstairs and his church. As cliche as it sounds, the world needs you. Become who you were created to be with Clumsy Theosis, the place to transform the world by transforming yourself.